Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rise Up For You. This is Natalina, the founder and the host of this podcast. So excited to have you here with us today, joining us for this episode. It's another great one. I know I say that every episode, but really our guests that are coming on the show are filled with so much knowledge, strategy, and tips just for you guys, and it truly is an honor to have them. Today, we have a wonderful woman named Carol Senek. She wears a number of hats, and she's going to be talking with us today about content marketing, how she built her company, and the importance of really getting your message out there properly on social media. So as time went by, she has learned every major social media platform and became known as a local thought leader, which prompted her to open her own business, Butterfly Boom Productions, in 2011. Three blogging awards later, Carol moved from focusing 100% on helping people with social media PR and moved into actually writing for people. So she's a ghostwriter and a social media content creator, and her business is dedicating to helping people get found. And as luck would have found it, Carol is also a fellow podcaster. She hosts the podcast, The Crazy Marketing Ladies Show, which I had the honor to be on. And she also hosts another new podcast called The Nearness of You on Blog Talk Radio. And this show is dedicated to veterans of World War II, their families, their stories, and how World War II changed their lives. She's doing some amazing work, and she gives some incredible insights and feedback on content marketing, social media, and do's and don'ts. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Carol, I'm so honored to have you on the show today. I always like to start off by letting the audience get to know our guest. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, you know, I wear a lot of hats and I've worn a lot of hats in my life in, you know, in everything that I've done in all my careers. Uh, I always fall back on my nursing cap, which which I really did wear for quite a few years, you know, back when nurses did wear caps. But, you know, and people say, well, okay, so from nursing, you went along and you got into sales. How did you do that? And I said, well, when you're a nurse, you're always selling somebody something such as, you know, taking this medication, doing this treatment, whatever, because the doctors always leaned on us to do that. So I guess sales kind of came, you know, to me naturally. And I did sales for a long time, both medical sales and then real estate sales. And then one day somebody said, Carol, you you know, you'd love to write. Why don't you start a blog? So I started a blog. And the next thing I knew, I had three or four blogs. And then I had too many blogs. And then I was writing blogs for other people. And they said, Carol, why don't you charge for this? You know, <laughs> you know you're always giving advice and you're always showing people how to do things on social media. Why don't you start a business? And I did. In 2011, I started the Social Butterfly Media Marketing, which has now morphed into Butterfly Boom Productions. So tell us a little bit more about Butterfly Boom Productions. What does that entail exactly? 
Well, we do a lot of creativity, a lot of content marketing for people. We help them write content. If they can't write it, we write it for them. We teach people how to write content. We're in the process of doing an online course. As much as some people groan and moan over online courses, there's still a need for them because there are people who just can't afford to go to conferences, for example, you know, and and can't afford... um, to take a special class so we offer we're going to be offering an online course in content marketing i just love to write so writing for other people is just it's just fun it truly is that's amazing and so how did you um because i'm just curious for our listeners when did you make that full-time leap i guess and make that full transition and what was that like for you well I was actually still doing real estate at the time, and I am still an active licensed realtor in the state of Florida. I just don't use the license, but I can teach different social media classes, you know, to different real estate agencies and boards. As a matter of fact, a part, my partner in uh, my podcast show and I are going to be hitting the road teaching different um, real estate companies how to use the right words in selling themselves to customers so she she's working with the fascination program and i'm working with the creation part of the program and we're going to be doing that in the near future so it wasn't that hard for me to leave real estate behind because i really had had it you know i was tired of driving people around i truly was and i'm a much better buyer's agent than i am a sell i are much better yeah buyer's agent selling a home to somebody than i am listing a home i like that better but it it wears and tears on you. It truly does. And then we had the housing crash. So it wasn't that hard for me to make a transition into something else and go back and fall back on something I love to do, which is writing. And did you find that, did you have like any sort of benchmarks for you or was it just that easy of a shift? Like, you know what? I love to write. I'm a creative person and this is where my purpose lies. Okay. I know no strangers. First of all, I'm a very extroverted person. So I just went out there and I, you know, I just made contacts as much as I could. I networked. I attended things. I joined groups. I did. I spent a lot of money. I invested in my business quite heavily, and it's paying off because I planted the seeds. I do. Right. I, you know, I don't belong to the same organizations that I used to belong to. I don't need to. I stay in touch with people. You know, the money is in the follow-up, so I'm always following up with people, but I don't have to spend the money as far as leaving my office any longer. I, I usually am here five days a week now. Wonderful. And so how did you walk us through the, um, I guess, the mindset of, of making all of that happen and, you know, building your, your production company? You know, what are some key things that if somebody's out there right now and they're wanting, let's say, to make a transition or they're, you know, listening to what you're saying and really have an urge to do that? What are a couple things that they have to have in order to build something like you're building? Well, first of all, you have to have the ability to go out there and talk about yourself. You know, I work with a lot of authors. Uh, Authors are my main niche. That's what I I go after when I'm looking for new business. I'll I'll go onto Twitter and look for the authors that are struggling and getting their books out there, so forth and so on, because I'm really good at getting eyeballs on people, but they aren't. You know, they might write a best-selling book, but they don't know how to talk the I, me, my, mine game. They don't know how to talk about themselves. 
So I'm really good at writing for them and talking about themselves. It's really funny. You would think an author could write about themselves. They can't. Right. They can't. They're painfully shy. They truly are. So, you know, going out there and meeting people and planting those seeds and constantly following up. I kid you not, the money is in the follow-up. I cannot say that strongly enough. When you meet somebody, you have to follow up with them. Uh, They're not going to remember you. They're going to look at your business card and say, oh, who is that again? You have to do the follow-up. It's so vitally important. So if you're not good at that, then you need to practice at it. And if you're not good at speaking, then you need to go, I would say, to Toastmasters and learn how to speak correctly because it helps you a great deal to know how to converse with people. And that's so true. And and that's, um, I find that that's a struggle for many people actually that are building their business. That's the one part that's really difficult for them. What are some other tips in in regards to content marketing? I mean, that's just, that's a beast. Like there's so much that goes into it. And I know that you can probably see, and you probably analyze, right? When you go onto different sites, when you see people writing posts, I'm sure that in your head, you're like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Or that's a good post or that's good. What are some, um, what are some things that people do that are like a big, no-no that when you see you're like oh I wish I could just tell them they don't use descriptive language you know there's there's a a way they don't use powerful language people should not be afraid to use powerful language and they don't use a headline analyzing program and it's always good to have something like that because you want to know that your words are getting that email opened or getting that blog opened and they're not going to open you know i you know darn well we look at email subject lines and we go eh, not interested and you won't even open it so you have to really key in on words that intrigue people and you know it's not that hard to find those words you know you can google intriguing words on a certain subject and you're going to get all kinds of interesting words i mean i'll tell you i was doing a hockey of all things i don't like hockey i'm not a hockey person i'm not at all don't fault me for that i'm just we didn't have a hockey team growing <laughs> up you know i did i hey listen i'm a cleveland cavaliers person and we won last night and that's all you I. you did to win about. that's yes, right we did win, and it's a super win and i love king james but i'm not a hockey person and somebody said to me will you help me write some posts about hockey and the first thing I said is you know what you want to get a blog out there and name it what the puck now that's a p puck just so we can be clear with that and you know that that blog got opened I don't know how many times you know because they they did a play on words people you know you have to have a sexy title and I don't mean sexy as in sexy I mean it means something that people go whoa let me open that now you know and you, you do. And that's one of the biggest things I talk to people about all the time is the use of our language. We are so used to using everyday slang, things like that. Get out the dictionary. You know, one of the best things my English teacher in eighth grade, Leonard Gunn, she was so wonderful. Um, the one thing that he taught us was that we had to learn a new word every day and we had to use it five times in a sentence. Mm. You know, and it was a beautiful way to expand our vocabulary. Unfortunately, in this world of texting, you know, yes. we, we shorten everything and you can't text talk. You ask me what drives me crazy. It drives me crazy to see text talk on social media, unless you're on Twitter where you and Twitter's expanding their characters anyway. But unless you're somewhere where you only have a minimal you know, amount of characters, stop the text talking. Don't do it on Facebook. It's really tacky looking. It truly is. In my opinion. Yeah, my opinion. no, I understand. Um, what advice can you give for, I guess, people that are entrepreneurs or that have their own company or that are a blogger or whatnot that um, aren't necessarily great writers? Hire somebody. 
<laughs> that simple, huh? <laughs> yeah, that simple. Hire somebody. Seriously, why beat yourself up? If you can't do it, there are people out there that will go straight for you. Um, there are plenty of sites out there, and I wish I could think of one off the top of my head. I know that I think Elance was one of them for a while that would do, um, would write for you. There's some even better ones out there, but because I don't use them, they're not on the top of my head you know, or the tip of my tongue, but hire somebody. Hire somebody to do it for you. You know what? The easiest way to hire somebody is go to a college and hire an intern. You know, these kids want to work, and it looks good on their resume when they go out to get a job, and they're really reasonably priced. And I'll tell you right now, I, you know, when people say to me, will you write me a blog? I said, sure, I'll write you a blog. For hundred words, $50. And they go, $50? I said, that's cheap. Seriously. I have an award. You know, I have three award-winning blogs. You know, I could be charging you a lot more than that. If you want a good blog, I'll write you one for 50 bucks. I usually get the $50. Okay. Right, right. You know, I mean, you know, you, if you can back up what you do, you know, it works. So, yes, hire somebody. If you can't write, don't don't struggle with it. Please don't struggle with it because you should be spending your time doing what you can do. Right. That That's an amazing point. And a lot of times people forget that. Spend your time doing the things that you're great at and outsource everything else. Exactly. So, um, just to touch base with that, you were talking a little bit about, um, you know, like you said, giving it to somebody and outsourcing it. What, just to go along with that, why is that important? So how important is content marketing that it should really be done right? Well, you know, what they're saying in the SEO world is that Google's looking now and counting great content as good SEO. So that's one of the, that's the number one reason that you want to have good content. I tell people all the time, you know, if you want to spend five or $10,000 a month, and that's, uh, that's the true honest figure for a good SEO person, seriously, how do you think everybody gets in the top, uh, you know, the first page of Google, for example, when you're in real estate, you know, you look at the top, uh, the top people in real estate, and it's always going to be the Zillows and the Trulias and the Realtor.com because they have people on board who can do SEO for them. We don't, you know. Come on, we're entrepreneurs. We don't have that kind of money. So learn how to write good content. Google counts that in your favor, and get it on Google Plus. For goodness sakes, Google. Anything that has the name Google in it, you know, Google Plus. You want to put something on YouTube. You want you want things. Whatever Google owns, you want to be there and you want to be using it because they're going to crawl all over that. That's very interesting. I've actually never heard anybody say that, but it, of course it makes mm-hmm. sense, right? Like if you want to be right. seen, if you want to be known, definitely tap into all the sources um, that Google offers. Yeah, don't be picking on Google Plus. Right, they're there. They're looking at you, and for goodness sakes. Do not use repetitive content. Whatever you put on Facebook that morning, do not put the same verbiage on Google+. You'll get busted. Really? One more time. Mm -hmm. Say that again? Don't put the same, don't duplicate your content. So if you're using a scheduling software, for example, yeah. you know, like, you know, like Buffer or TweetDeck or Social Um for one of those, I happen to use Meet Edgar, um, don't duplicate your content between Facebook and Google+, because Google will, yeah, you'll get busted. And people will see you doing it, too. Don't do that. You know, make it special. On Google+, Plus. they give you so many cool things you can do on that platform now. Their, their photograph, their photography, you know, platform is awesome. Get on Google+, Plus and learn it. It's not that hard. They make it so easy these days. That's very fascinating. I'll, um, that's a good, t- I mean, I don't do my own media, but that's a good <laughs> tip. I'll have, mm-hmm. to, I'll have to check mm-hmm. that out. Very fascinating. 
Thank you again uh, for joining us today. I'm, I'm just curious to know a little bit more um, because you have built this on your own and you are an entrepreneur and there's a lot of hard work that takes into it. And I always like to ask my guests because I think it's important for the audience to hear the work that's put behind it and the mindset that's put that's put behind it. So, you know, what are some things that you have possibly struggled with that you would have that you had to overcome in order to continue making this company and the production company that you're making currently? Okay, that's interesting because, you know, just last, probably last month, I was very frustrated. I had been a social media manager for a lot of years, for, well, four or five years, where I was actually literally managing people's social media. And you know what? It gets old. Mm. It gets tiresome. And I, I truly was tired of it. I didn't want to do that anymore. So I branched off and I took the word management out of everything I do and I changed it to consultant. You know, I consult with you. I, I'm a consultant. I do consulting. Those are the, I changed it. And suddenly my phone started ringing more because, you know, people don't want to be managed. Yeah. You know, they don't. They, they don't mind having a consultant. I'm not a coach, you know, because as a consultant, I can tell people what to do as a coach. I have to help help them figure out what Correct. to do, you know. Yep. So I'm, I'm definitely a consultant. And I, I was looking at that and I still wasn't that happy with that part of my life. So I actually went to a psychotherapeutic worker. She is actually a licensed mental health care counselor here in the Tampa St. Petersburg area, but she also is a massage therapist and does Chinese medicine. Oh, wow. So I know. I thought this is really cool. So I went to her as I wanted to have my energies rebalanced and I wanted more clarity in my life and I wanted to really know what direction I should be focusing on. And lo and behold, within two days of seeing her, I realized that really it was my podcasts that I really need to focus on the most, that I really want to help people start podcasting. You know, it can be very expensive. You know, you're a podcaster. Mm -hmm. it can be, you know, if you pay somebody to set you up and get you going, it can be $2,000, $3,000, and not everybody has that kind of money. So we're trying, you know, and within our company, we're trying to bring it down for the budget-minded people and make it a little bit more affordable. It's, it's, a, it's a big job to start a podcast. You don't just sit down in front of a microphone and start talking. It's a, you know, oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. But that's where I realized my clarity was. That's what I wanted to do. I really want to work more in the broadcasting market, in, you know, in podcasting. So I was really excited that it worked for me. I spent a whole $125 to get clarified, shall we say. Mm, <laughs> I love that. Good, I know. It was a good $125. It truly was. Actually, I'm going to continue to see her because I really believe that you do need to go and get help now and then, especially when you're stuck. 100%. Yes. If you're stuck somewhere, you know, you've, you've got to get out there, spend the money and get unstuck. It really helped me greatly. So I'm really excited that I found that out, that that's really where I want to be. You know, you just never know. Yeah. Congratulations. And it's actually, it's such a need because, um, I talk to so many people that want to do podcasts as well. And I tell them, you know, really do your research because it's, it's a lot of upkeep. It's a lot of work. You, you know, you can't do, um, you know, as we say, half-assed with it, you know, you got to edit, oh. you know, it needs to be edited correctly. You got to have a niche. You got to have your music. You got to find your people that you want to talk about or talk to or whatever. Like there, it's uh, not just turning on the microphone and then just talking. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, and it's it's the marketing too that's behind it. For example, you know the other thing that I'm really interested in doing, of course, is more public speaking. And this year, I've been honored to be asked to be at uh, four different really nice conferences, and I'm speaking at Podcast Movement 16 in Chicago next month. And I'm speaking about marketing your podcast because a lot of people, okay, fine. Now that I'm doing it, how do I get people to listen to it? You know? Yes. It just yeah, it doesn't just shoot out there to iTunes and you're a success. Right. That's correct. No, you have to work it. Wonderful. Well, congratulations on that. That's a that's a big deal. That's an amazing conference. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. I am. I, I was a contestant on Wheel of Fortune years ago. <laughs> I know. And my the to- my talk is come on big money you know, spinning the wheel of success yep. in social yep. media. That's what I call it. So we're going to have a lot of fun because I have video of myself when I was on the show. And may, I mean to tell you, this is like 20 years ago and I was a lot thinner. Whoops. And I had, my hair was different, you know, it was darker, different color. You know, it's going to be funny. People are going to go, that's you. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Very cool. So again, Carol, thank you for joining us today. And you gave us some incredible insight and feedback, you know, on content marketing and and building and podcasting and whatnot. I'd love to jump into the power section. Okay. What's one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us to read? That would be Elizabeth Gilbert. And I just saw her speak live in Tallahassee. I went up to see her, her book, Big Magic. And then it goes on into another title. Let me see if I'll find it on my Kindle. Uh, it goes on to a longer time. It, it talks about creativity. If you want, if, you know, if you want to learn about creativity and you want to be better at writing, reading Elizabeth Gilbert's book is where I would start absolutely positively. You know, you're the second person that's told me that in the past week. I'll have to check that out. I'm looking for Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Your Fears, I believe is what it's called. Okay. I can't see the whole t- I can't see the whole title on my Kindle. Excellent book. I read it four times and I took notes. Wonderful. Well, we'll make sure we get that title and we'll put it in the notes for for the viewers. Good. Um what's one thing that you've accomplished that you're proud of? Um actually, I think <laughs> I think one of my most proud moments is when I walked in the three-day breast cancer walk about um, nine years ago because, first of all, I don't like to sweat. Oh, I don't like to sweat. I'm not big on working out, and we had to walk 20 miles a day. That's a lot of working out before you can get to that 20-mile day. And I also raised close to $10,000. Wow. So, I, yeah, I was really, really excited to be able to do that. I had promised myself I would do that walk one day, and I, you know, decided I need to write the check, you know, that my mouth said I would write. (laughs) I need to get it going. I need to do it. So I'm very proud that I did that because that wasn't easy, but I don't camp, so I didn't stay in a tent at night. I went to a hotel. (laughs) Well, thank you for raising that money. That's very important, and anyone that's dealt with that, um, you know, cancer knows the importance of raising money for research and whatnot. Mm Mm-hmm. Are there any routines that you have that help you get a positive rise in your life, whether it's a daily or something that you do every morning? Yeah, I'm really fortunate that we have a four-bedroom home, and in our home, I have extra bedrooms. I mean, we have one guest room, and the and the other two we use exclusively for ourselves. And in my studio where I do my podcasting, I have a huge whiteboard. And that whiteboard, you know, and I do mean huge. I mean like uh, four foot by eight foot 
whiteboard. Now, all my projects are up there. I go in there in the morning, and the first thing I do is I open my secret calendar, you know, the secret Rhonda Byrne, you know, ask, believe, receive, and I read my, you know, message for the day, and then I actually look at that whiteboard and see if ideas will pop and, you know, and come at me and, you know, and remind me of what I really need to focus on because maybe I might have missed it. I always have three written to-do lists, I kid you not. You know, because I, I'm very busy, so I have to keep everything at my fingertips. And I found I wasn't the only person that does this. I don't keep things on my computer or a schedule on my phone. I can't. I write everything down. Mm. If I write it down, I'm more apt to remember it. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Old-fashioned way. We're getting to get down in my journal and make, <laughs> making sure it's near. Um, Carol, again, thank you for your time. Is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you want to say or share with us? Maybe one last golden nugget for the audience. I think the biggest thing is you need to have consistency and you need to have focus. You really do. And on the flip side of that, on Fridays, I have a little podcast I do that talks about taking a focus recess. Because if you go outside and you sit on a beautiful day, you might have wonderful ideas that come to you just because you've cleared your mind. Or if you're listening to music or if you're just taking a walk, it's very important to take focus recesses, you know. Even if you can sneak one in daily, it's extremely important. It rejuvenates your brain. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Carol, again, for your time. It was an honor speaking with you, and we would love to know how to stay connected, how we can support you, and especially if anyone's out there that maybe wants to get in contact with you and learn more and hopefully get your help. Well, Netta, first of all, I want to thank you. It was an honor for you to be on my show, and I'm honored to be on your show now. Uh, you can reach me. My, I'm very transparent. If you Google my name, Carol Sanic, Carol with an E, you will find me everywhere. On Facebook, of course, I'm I'm public. You know, I very rarely shut my Facebook down to just friends only. Um, my phone number, I think, is even on my Facebook page. <laughs> I'm not afraid of that. You know, you can block a phone call, right? Somebody. Exactly. And I yes, and I've never had a bad phone call come in yet to this day. So don't start now, people. Just kidding. Just kidding. My my email, very transparent. My email is Carol, C-A-R-O-L-E, at carolsanic.com. Very simple. My website is carolsanic.com. And, you know, my podcast is thecrazymarketingladyshow.com. So there you have it. Wonderful. Thank you again so much. Thank you, Netta. It's been my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. If so, please share it with your friends and your family. You can post it on social media and just help us spread the word. We would really, really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, you can head over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast and let us know how we're doing. You can leave us a review and a rating of the podcast because we would love to know how we're doing and we want your help to be better. Plus, this really is one of the best ways to support our podcast rise up for you. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Podcast Directory, Blueberry, and of course, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you can check out all of the show notes and listen to the podcast on the website. Thank you again for tuning in to Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.